Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mandy. And this is Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi and welcome back to episode two in series two of Love Sober, the podcast. Um, we are, I'm really excited today to talk to Mandy. It's like an interview, but it, we are, I am interviewing her really because it's yeah. about her time in um, in LA recently in America um, at the She Recovery, She Recovers, sorry, She Recovers conference. And um, so really excited about that we've had quite a, a nice time lately of kind of connecting with with sober people I've had a bit in London as well with um uh with the club soda lot and also Jolene Parks from Edit so that was really nice and then yeah then Mandy went over to the States and had a, an amazing time um so we're going to move on to that it's going to work a bit like an interview because I have nothing to say about it because I wasn't there <laughs> so that'd be pointless <laughs> me talking about it wouldn't it really and um but start with our check-in so hi Mandy hello how are you I'm I'm good yeah I'm kind of like um super excited to talk about it but it yeah feel quite kind of it's all quite overwhelming really but mm. um yeah uh, I'm good it's sunny so I'm good and you yeah yeah I'm all right thank you I'm um yeah I'm still really sort of relishing the the back to school really and the fact that Monday kicks in um and I and and so there's quiet and I, I kind of need that at the moment and just quickly I I've got this thing where I'm working at a local yoga studio now on a Sunday night and I, I've managed to do two hours of yoga last night and my Amazing. poor husband has to come and get the kids already. And, um, but it kind of really sets me up so I don't need to start the week, week putting myself together after the weekend, not in a booze way, but in a children, family intense kind of overwhelm kind of way. So yeah, yeah. so yeah, my Monday's working quite nicely. Thank you very much. Yeah, so um, let's get on to, so she recovers. Just tell us, I think, just a bit of a brain dump, please. Just the first okay. thing you want to say about it. Yeah, so um, I first heard about She Recovers through a friend of mine um, who's an Instagram friend called Jen James, who's um, a coach. And uh, she lives in Austin, Texas. And I have this kind of group of friends that um, this woman called uh, Noelle, um, she's called Sober Curls on Instagram. She put a group of random women, about 10 of us, in a private Instagram group. Uh, about a year ago and so it worked I don't know we just found our kind of sense of humor or some people interact more but there was kind of a core group of us that just kind of clicked mm. and um, Jen said that she was going to retrain as a coach and we've been talking about that because that was kind of when I left um, my job three years ago that was kind of my project was to go into coaching then I had a bit of a breakdown again and kind of <laughs> didn't quite have the confidence to do it at that moment. But mm. um, it, it's been in the back of my head. And so she was like, well, I'm doing recovery coaching with the She Recovers um, uh, Academy. So I kind of looked it up, came onto this site. And the site just kind of blew me away. Basically, their kind of message is um, we're all recovering from something. 
So when we initially started doing this podcast and when we were talking about language, um, we were talking about recovery from very much from an alcoholism point of view. And because, as we talked about in the beginning, neither of us felt that we had um, an addiction to alcohol. Um, you know, we never had an experience of rehab. We never had to, you know, f- we never did AA. We never went to the steps. It was something that didn't associate necessarily with us. So recovering from alcohol didn't feel like it, did, it didn't feel tangible to, to us. Mm-hmm. So I've always kind of put this recovery word on the side. And then I started reading their website. And so uh, when you open up the page, it says, um, we are strong, courageous women and we do recover. So I was like, hmm. okay. And then it goes down to talk about we all, we're all recovering from something. So whether it's drug addiction, whether it's alcoholism, whether it's codependency, love, sex addiction, um, there's a massive list. Basically, the, the, the female experience, whether it's mental health, depression, anxiety, whether it's um, um, eating disorders, whether it's trauma, grief, um, loss, um, financial um, difficulties, cancer, illness. You know, mm. it's, it's massive. It's so like the it's hu- like, almost like the human condition is yeah is a process of some kind of our suffering and recovery from that. I suppose is yeah. that what 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 you mean? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. so the, the 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 human the, the human experience has an element of recovery oh, right. to it. I got you. Yeah, and and so this was like this captured something in me and this idea of it being you know, women, women supporting women mm. through the experience of what well, even what we were talking about last week in the last episode of, of you know, of, of menstruating, of being a woman, mm. of having a child, of being a mother, you know, they, these are all things that, um, that, that do have elements of trauma or do have, can have impacts mm. on your, your journey, your life experience. So I was like, okay, you know, maybe this is something that, that that could inspire me you know so I started reading more about it and kind of getting involved in the in the group a bit more so they had the, a conference last year in in New York uh, amazing conference amazing speakers really kind of uh inspiring women um and a lot of my kind of American Instagram friends went then they uh put up on the site that there was going to be a conference in LA so I was like, oh, my God, like I said to my husband, like, oh, my God, I so want to go and all my friends will be there and blah, 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 blah. And then I kind of looked at the price and looked at the flights and looked at the hotel. I was just like, OK, like, you know, no. And he was like, look, if this is something that means that much to you, you know, um, we'll make it happen. And I was like, that's you're amazing. I love you. Thank you. But no, like it's not it's it's not it's not possible kind of thing. Um, and then they um, set up a crowdfunding scheme um, because they want it to be inclusive and they wanted mm. to give places that perhaps people, you know, that would really benefit from it or were in the sober community or were, were in the recovery community um, but couldn't couldn't financially afford to come. So I just thought I talked to a friend of mine and she was like, I'm going to apply. Um, so I was like, OK, well, why not, you know? 
I'm going to apply to. Um, and so I got an email saying, oh, I'm kind of, I'm sorry, but we we don't have enough money to, to give you places to everyone that wanted to come. Um, so I was like, okay, fine. And then a week later, they, I got another email saying, oh, we're so happy if you'd still like to come and join us um, from France. Um, Mandy, using mm-hmm. my name. It's um, amazing. Yeah, um, <laughs> we've, we've, we've had more... Um, donations and mm. we can offer you a place oh it's fantastic <laughs> yeah so i kind of ran around like a crazy fool um and i'm you know i looked up and then i talked to my husband and i was like ah you know kids like and just loads of things kind of clicked into place so he actually was at home he's never at home um to look after the kids uh for all but two days mm. um I found a flight, a direct flight for under $500 mm. uh, return. And so all these things kind of, it was just massive. Like this is, you, you have to go. Yeah, it's this, meant to I be. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I still, I kind of went not really knowing very much a, about it. You know, mm. I, I kind of thought I was going to go and just sort of talk about how cool being sober is. Mm. Um, see some of my sort of sober friends in real life and, and have a nice time and that'd be it. But it was, it was much more than mm. that really. So, um, yeah. so what, what, um, what was it? What was it about? And what was so, cause you said to me, you know, it was really powerful and like, mm. you know, I know that we were talking and we Skype when we record this and I can see a, a sort of a, an elevation somehow, a change and a confidence since you've come back from LA. And I was really, you know, I'm really interested to know what, yeah. what it's all about. So the, um, the conference was over three days. So the Friday night, uh, they called it the convening. So it was people arriving, meeting for the first time. The key speaker on um, Friday night was Cheryl Strayed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've, she wrote the book Wild, which was, um, it's a book about, she She haven't read it and I didn't know who she was. I haven't seen the film. It's a film with Reese Witherspoon. Mm. So I, all of this was kind of like, oh, well, who's she? And then listening to this woman and her story was like, oh my God, like massively mm. inspiring. Um, and so she, um, she walked this, I can't remember the name now, but this 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 massive hike across America after the death of her mother, and so it's a really amazing book um, about her kind of uh, journey with grief. Um, and so she was the the main speaker on the Friday night. Um, the Saturday uh, was the conversation. So it was sort of uh, in the morning we started with yoga with uh, mm. Taryn Strong, who's the daughter of um, Dawn Nichols, who they they run the she recovers together um and then there was a meditation with sarah blondin who is um she has a a podcast called live awake which is a free podcast about meditation there's something about i've never done a meditation before other than like calm on my own kind of thing um but doing a meditation with about 400 women Mm. um and led by her talking about um the power of of being a woman and the power of our story and the power of change i completely lost it in the i was really tired um in 
and kind of, you know, sort of jet lagged. And so within the yoga, I, I could have this kind of conflicting thing of like, I'm not going to cry like, you know, British. <laughs> like I'm not going to, oh, you know, this is all very kind of, you know, enlightening, but I'm just going to hold it down. And then, um, yeah, and then the cerebellum thing just blew me open and I sobbed mm. like a, a little child. And my friend Jen was next to me and she just kind of stroked me and held my hand. And I, I literally kind of broke oh, open. Mm. Um, and I think being with women that were recovering from so many different things and so brave and so proud mm. and just empowered and just like this nearly broke me but it didn't you know mm. and, I mean people talking about incest talking about you know sexual abuse talking about um anorexia yeah talking about multiple multiple things you know grief mm. trauma um so many different kind of um live through experiences was extremely powerful and just like you know what like yeah, like I felt proud before, but I left feeling completely kind of, yeah, transformed, I guess, in terms of my own experiences. And there's there's certain things that definitely I'll talk more about in the future um, mm. that I've found my voice um, to talk about. So that was, and then we had, um, in the afternoons, we had workshops. Um, so there was kind of lots of different coaches and different people talking about different things. So there was um, Finding Forgiveness uh, with Esther Nicholson that was amazing. Mm. Apparently, I didn't go to that one. Changing Our Relationship with Food uh, with a coach called Shelly Ann McKay. Um, there was Creating Gratitude with Tammy Salas and mm. um, Shelley Richenbach, which was one that I did, which was really, really nice, which I talked about last week in terms of gratitude journaling mm. and creative um, um, tools uh, within sobriety uh, and loads of different ones. And then uh, in the evening was the celebration so we all got dressed up. I wore this kind of glittery, uh, sparkly dress. Um, and we had like a really posh dinner in mm. the um, gala ballroom where they do the um, Golden Globes. Oh so we were in God. the hotel. <laughs> yeah. So we're in the hotel that apparently I swam in the pool that um, Angelina Jolie apparently jumped in after she got her Golden Globe. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and so we were all dressed up. Yeah. and. Um, and I sat with Erin, um, who does Tell Better Stories. Oh, uh, I sat with yeah. um, Laura Ward, who is a, another really great blogger and writer in America. Sat with some of my sober friends who's surrounded by kind of all these amazing kind of women. Um, mm. Veronica Valley was there just on the next table, kind of all these people you admire. Yeah, um, right. Sondra and Tammy, who do the Unruffled podcast. Mm. Um and so the the program of the evening, um, there was Amy Dresner who did who's a stand up comedian and long term recovery of uh, drug and alcohol addiction. There was a woman called uh, Paula Williams who um, created Shame Booth. This is something I wanted to talk about. So Shame Booth is it's like an old school telephone box basically. She had the idea that the main thing that 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 is stopping especially women from recovery is shame mm. and it's a massive massive um 
subject that women live with. Yeah, we're shameful of our bodies. We're shameful of our experiences. We're shameful of the things that happen to us. Um, we're shameful of things we do as mothers. Um, mm. We're shameful of our drinking, all this shame. So she had this yeah. idea like, right, what if people could just go in, go into a telephone box, pick up the phone and speak their shame? You know, could this be a transformative experience for people? And then what happened would, if I created a podcast or an art installation where people could go and sit and listen to these stories um, about shame and make connections with their own story. So you go in. Oh, that's and amazing. That's freaking amazing. She is amazing. Like she's like proper, beautiful, styly. Um, I think she's from San Francisco. Mm. Um, and there were all these w- women with these red jumpsuits on with um with like shame you know they had a like a little outfit so you go in you pick up the phone Mm. um and you speak your shame so that was huge for me like I talked Mm. about things that I'd never talked about openly before Uh, and when you come out uh, you get your what do they call them your big girl pants you earned your big girl pants I saw those pictures (laughs) yeah and so you get these massive you get these massive pants with no shame written on them um so and there's that kind it. of humor element there was so much humor that weekend mm. i mean can i just uh, aim, can i yeah. just stop because like just talking about that this reminds me of you know like and how different it can be when women get involved because it reminded me of those kind of catholic booths you know the confessional booths where you go and yeah. confess to the priest but yeah. in that you go it's all like you know i quite like those booths they're quite ornate but it goes to the priest, who's a man, and it, then that's it. That's the end of the conversation. There's no mm. sharing. It's still very isolated. Yeah. And what she's done is then, okay, let's... And what women are so good at is let's make a circle out of this. Let's share mm. this. And then that transformation happens, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like you're not yeah. alone anymore. And that's what the the the, uh, the confessional booths, that's the missing bit, mm. isn't it? Well, that's, that's what's what resonating with me. Like, did this... Does this come from, you know, a confessionary sort of point, mm. you know? And she was like, yeah, that was part of it that I thought about. But she said that there was a, there was a couple of different things that she read about. Apparently, there's um, a, a telephone box in the middle of a desert, um, mm. which people can can use. Or there was a telephone box after, I think it, I might have this wrong, but I think it was after one of the Japanese um tsunamis where people could go and phone and talk about their experiences Mm. so she said that there's this kind of communicative aspect that she really liked yeah and so uh at the uh, hotel as well there was a room which was you know loads of cushions beautiful smelling candles that you could go in and that was the art installation where you could just listen to people talking Mm, um, about their their experiences and you could write a letter to yourself and they're going to post the letter. So in a year's time, I'll get my letter. Yeah. So just That's awesome. Really, really kind of interesting Mm. stuff. Mm. And so so that was kind of the program when we were sat at dinner. And then um, there was also a legacy award to Betty Ford. Uh, And Betty Ford's daughter came to speak and accept the award. And I don't know anything. I know the name, Betty Ford Clinic, um I you know I feel ashamed to say that I, I literally didn't know any more than that mm. uh I didn't know that she was the president's wife 
she was married to Gerald Ford. I didn't know that she was one of the biggest out, uh, speakers out in terms of feminism, in terms of pro-choice abortion, in terms of women's rights movement. I didn't know that she uh, had breast cancer and was one of the first women to talk openly about having a mastectomy. Uh, and also she was one of the first people to talk about her problems with alcohol, that she was wow. a... Wow, I've got to yeah. read up on Betty. I mean, I remember the yeah. Betty... Talking, yeah. having a joke in my early 20s about needing to go to the Betty Ford Clinic with a friend. And, yeah, um, just amazing. Yeah, um, I am. Um, amazing woman. And also they gave a, a Hope Award to Tarana Burke, who started the Me Too um, movement. Mm, yeah. So, so just huge amounts of kind of empowerment yeah, for women. I get it. But centered around this idea that we're all recovering from something and that mm. that pain or that struggle is what makes us powerful basically. Mm. Um and then after the dinner we had a silent disco which was hilarious and um you know had all my friends kind of who like my friend Jill I had no idea that she knew all the words to all the like 80s 90s hip hop tunes which was just amazing um and then on the sunday uh we started with yoga again and then there was a meditation with biet simkin mm. um who again is um has had a crazy life um and sh- her meditation was she does it with music, so it's it's a real kind of uh, experience. They, she calls them meditative experiences, mm. um, and that was uh, wicked. Um, and then we had some speakers. There was Rosie Acosta, mm. who um, grew up in a quite a very bad kind of um, impoverished area of Los Angeles, um, had problems with uh, eating disorders and kind of gangs and stuff like that and mm. uh, kind of transformed her life um her I think her website's called radically loved and she transformed her life through yoga um so it was a lot about yeah self-care wellness how mm. we can look after ourselves uh and then Mackenzie Phillips spoke she was extremely inspiring um she is an actress she was in um I don't know this series, but it's called, ironically, um, One Day at a Time. It was like in the in the 80s, 90s. She was in American Graffiti. Uh, she's also oh, yeah. the daughter of Mamas and Papas um, uh, singer, yeah. John Phillips. Um, so you can read up about her story, but she had a very traumatic, crazy uh, life, a long term recovery for drugs and alcohol uh, and she talked a lot about trauma and um how we kind of uh how we block things out how mm. we have memory blocks basically and and stuff like that was really really interesting to me and not only were these women sharing but then people would get up and ask questions you know to this person and uh, at one point there was this woman who was like 
you know, I didn't think I was going to come. And then I just saw something just got me in the car and I drove here. I drove three hours. This is day three for me, but I'm here, you know, and the whole like 600 women were just like, wow, like day three is amazing. She started crying. Everyone started crying. <laughs> we all got, did, did photos with her, you know, like good old Americans. I was thinking like, you know, me, when we... Everything was beautiful, you know, right? That's so beautiful. So we'd say like, oh, you look nice. But they'd be like, oh, my God, you look so beautiful, you know? No. They're just so much kind of bigger, aren't they? Bigger in life and love and all that sort of stuff. Um, And then there was some some change makers, inspirational sessions. So there were people that would do different projects. So Paula Williams was there again with Shane Booth. Um, there was this amazing woman who um, runs this charity called 10,000 Beds. Um, her son is a long-term sort of um, addict. And uh, she realized that there must be sort of spare beds in different recovery units all over America mm. uh, that are not being used. And so if every recovery center would just donate one bed mm. to someone that needed it but couldn't afford it, then they could yeah. you know help so many more people mm. and she's so her and her husband they sold their home and they now live in like this um truck and they go around the country sort of promoting their charity but also going to different recovery centers and and persuading them to mm. i can't remember but like m- millions of dollars she's mm. raised yeah and so she was there that was really amazing there was also um Oh, there was a woman, I can't remember her name now, I don't have it written down, but she, um, I'll put it on the notes when I remember, but she was like worked in the music industry for a long time with like um, hip hop producers, Jay-Z and kind of all that world. Um, And now she's set up a kind of um, women in business kind of confidence uh, charity. Mm. Uh, And then the last speaker um, was Tara Moore, who I text you about instantaneously as I was listening to her. Um, So her book, Playing Big, is about women's empowerment. um, And she was just the perfect kind of end piece because it was all about kind of Sunday was called the call to action. So it was Mm. like we've done convening conversation celebration and now it's the call to action so what are you going to do now yeah you know how are you going to make a difference how are you going to help people how are you going to help yourself Mm. um and so her book is about kind of the inner critic Mm. and what the inner critic is and how to combat it and how to she's a coach basically so how to you know I'm, I've started reading dreams. that because you texted me and I immediately went got on Amazon and bought it, obviously. Yeah. And um, I've just written... One of the things that she was saying is that... Um, I love this quote, and all of this seems about, you know, this female empowerment and you're talking about women's circles and community. And she was kind of saying... She met so many, pe- so many women in, in her coaching thing that... And most of them had confidence issues and didn't um, share the knowledge of what they inherently knew, you know, all of their power of their wisdom. If that is happening, and that was from the big to the small to whatever, and if that's happening throughout the world, imagine all of this women's information that is not being shared and held back. And she was saying something about, and I remember her saying that 
to be living your truth at the moment and to be speaking it is to be a revolutionary because we've mm. never had this platform as western women you know some a lot of the world they you know people don't even have a fucking kitchen do they or a, a roof over their heads so we are hugely hugely privileged yeah. to have platforms and communications and to be able and that if you're going to do that that actually makes you a revolutionary because history has never known a time like that this for women yeah so that's i remember just reading that and i was immediately like man i'm sorry yeah. woman <laughs> here we go game on dudes game on so yeah. but yeah sorry back to, back to you but yeah no, i had so to that's, i mean yeah. that was that was you know that was so that was the program so you know it was um it was set up to be transformative yeah. you know and 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 it definitely was for me um and just to be, you know, so the warmth of having my friends there, you know, when I arrived, I was like, oh, I was like mm. really scared. And and I was really, really tired. I didn't sleep at all on the plane. So 11 and a half hours oh, on the plane. I watched yeah. four films, which was nice. But mm. um, yeah, mm. really kind of quite manic and anxious in my head. And then just little things happened. Like I I bumped into one of my friends in the coffee line and then I was going to meet someone else and all my kind of sober sisters from my group arrived and there was lots of screaming and, and just, um, yeah, just kind of answered a lot of questions about, uh, my own experiences and what I want to do. Uh, I was going to say, what what is what's the learning that what's the what are the key learning points that you've taken from it? Um, no shame. Yeah, like, right. You know, there's no shame to having struggled to have had trauma to have had uh, bad experiences. There's no shame in alcoholism. There's no shame in problematic drinking. Um, I mean, we started this and our focus is to to focus on on sober, curious people and the people that, um, mm. you know, are, are asking the questions to themselves. But no matter where it yeah. took you, yeah, you exactly. know, um, yeah, that we're just to be proud and use what you've learned to, to help others, you know. Yeah. Um, Oh, we're making ourselves emotional. You made me cry there when you said no shame. I just heard it so clearly and I just thought, you know, you know, I, I do, I get that. I get that as having, you know, struggled with alcohol. I get that as having had mental health issues of having trauma yeah. around teenage years. I, you know, I really do. And that, 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 sh- that shame is you know, I have a, a very acute shame response and mm. to know and part of that is very isolating you think it's your shame just like you think it's your fear and then once you start sharing like I love the shame booth once you start sharing everyone's oh got God, it's it the most amazing thing and, and for women as well because I, I just really feel that as you know we're so often carers and we often are so give each give other people a much longer you know, a much more generous, uh, a generous friends, a generous lovers, yeah. a generous carers, and yet there's this, yeah, we carry this weight, and I think yeah. that's what I've seen with you, like talking to you today, because we haven't caught up for ages since you did. Yeah. Is there some lightness there mm. with you, where it's like, yeah, you're not carrying yeah, no. that, yeah, you no, know, in the same yeah. way somehow. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like mm. if I, I was talking to Paula, if I 
if there's any way like we can get it to England, you know, to do like mm. a tour of England, how amazing if you could just have the Shane booth sort of set up as an art installation in London, Glasgow, Manchester, whatever, yeah. you know, and just give people the opportunity it would just be amazing. It's yeah. just such, so such a good idea. Yeah. And even, you know, the concept of shame that, that we're shameful of shame, you know. Yeah. Initially, initially yeah. I was like, mm, I'm not sure how I feel about that because, you know, I don't want to be ashamed and shame yes. is not, like, good and da-da-da. And it's mm. like fucking reality check. It's like shame is mm. massive yeah. in my life, like massive. Yeah. You know, so many things. And, yeah, I think but, but, but um, I there think... is something, you know, in terms of the patriarchy, in terms of feminism, mm. in terms of the women's experience. And that's something else that I, I guess um, has, you know, getting sober and, and this whole journey of us, mm. our friendship and everything that has happened since we put down the booze um, is um, that... Um, that you know women's activism is important to me yeah know? yeah yeah and like um like tara mo was saying you can't if you're speaking your truth that you can't help to be but being an activist actually yeah <laughs> because yeah. you are your show do you know and i was thinking about the shame thing and what seems to be what what i'm hearing is that um that what changes the shame because i know what you mean i i read who was it who was writing about shame a while ago it's another really big American author. We'll have to, I'll do the research and we'll link that in the bio mm. as well. Um, and I was just like, no, I don't want to feel shame. Why should yeah. I feel shame? Da, 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 da. And I was like very different about it. And But what changes it and transforms it, I think, is that sharing it. So mm. it's, not, it's not private and not isolated anymore. It's just... And somehow that connection, that social, that I keep coming back to that such a lot, that community thing where, you know, we're not an island and that's yeah. where that's where I've, the healing starts. Oh, do you know sorry, what I've realised? No, no, sorry, I'm interrupting. But what I've realised is because, you know, obviously I have my own reservations about AA. I won't mm. lie. You know, I, I, I am... I'm, I'm so glad it exists and I'm so happy that it helps people. Um, but there are certain, I'm, I don't believe in God. So there's, mm. there's going to be a big problem and I can't associate with this kind of higher power idea mm. that, you know, that, that I'm powerless, mm. but it's, it's amazing. And a lot, a lot of my friends have been to Al-Anon or have been to AA or go to AA in the States. Yeah. Um, and I learned a lot more about it this weekend, you know, the 12 steps and what it what it is. And, and I can see a lot of good in it, mm. um, even if it's not for me. But the thing that I can see more than anything is it's a place to share. Yeah, you know, for sure. It's, it, you, mm. you go in and you are within a circle of people mm. that you can trust and that are not going to judge you. Mm. Um, and I guess that's, you know, soberistas is that, that for us, isn't it? You know, yeah. we go in and we share yeah. and we have people saying me too and whatever way or shape or form. Um, but there is that missing thing, you know, is it, is it women's circles or is it something, mm. you know, kind of where we can sit around in a circle and say and share, mm. maybe not without the kind of, um, you know, the rules and, and the structure of which AA or, or having to 
assign yourself to something mm. but just to sit there and, and talk you know is that what's missing and I think you know maybe it is just if it was a woman's circle where you can go and talk about the the female experience uh, yeah. I think that would be a really kind of amazing thing you know yeah um so that's what I take away I guess is the mm. ideas of like what what do what do we need as as women and I like you know maybe my son will listen to this one day and be like what about me mummy because he does say that about Mm. kind of feminism of like you know but what about us boys and it's true like and I had a lot of conversations with women over the weekend about this but I was like but boys you know boys need help like Mm. you know male suicide is huge and Mm. and someone said to me what they need is he recovers oh you know yeah 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 it's like um there is some okay you know everything is equal and that's what we're aiming for and there are but there are certain things Mm. that you know are very difficult to talk about or to to support um in a in a mixed gender setting Mm. Uh, and because she recovers exists and because we're doing this and we're talking about mothers that doesn't mean that men or dads aren't important it just means Mm. that they need to find that resource for themselves perhaps yeah Um, just there was um my uh the lady who owns the yoga studio uh, she was talking about it again i'll look it up there is something like that in england but it's not with the recovery thing but it is um it's men they go out to the woods and they chop things and they light fires and they and it's like a men's circle but to get them out um and she said oh what was it called it was called something really fun as well but it was just yes so there are people with the similar idea Mm. you know and i think that there is i i personally i have a, a a vibe that it's going to come from women it's like the Dalai Lama said the biggest next social change is going to come from western women and it's Mm. like how we lead and then how we bring up our sons and Mm. our daughters and maybe it's not for this generation maybe it's for the next I I I don't know Mm. I haven't got crystal ball but um but there's something about it it being very very powerful at the moment in women's circles Mm. yeah and yeah I mean I, then, I guess that's it I mean I'm yeah. trying to talk to to him and and say that well you're you're a game changer in this too you know mm. you you have power yes. by being by being an equalitist or by looking yeah. at you know women in the same way and you know you have uh, you know by us talking and and you mm. being able to speak your emotions and you being able to be sensitive um yeah you know you can push that forward yeah so so there we go yeah so that's that's what happened so now like amazing yeah i look forward to because i'm sure what will happen over the and i think that this will come over the next kind of well it started a process hasn't it but as you distill the ideas Mm. and they filter through into different the ways you, you you know you use them i look forward to it continuing you know I look forward to how that information yeah manifests yeah. to use the word of the <laughs> kind of week how yeah. yeah what what comes up and I um yeah it just sounds fabulous and um, we are yeah. getting on we've um getting to the end of the um okay yeah uh, the thing the yeah. episode so um do you want to talk about what what would your tip of the tip of the tip day, of the day. um what was it? I wrote it down. 
Oh yeah, just what to this idea about shame to talk about uh, you know redefine shit like what does sh- what what part of shame uh, does shame uh, take in your life mm. uh, and then how is that holding you back and what can you do about that really yeah amazing um, yeah. Well, I'm just really put off because I can hear a French man really? talking in the background. <laughs> yes, I'm really sorry. My, I'm at my friend's house. So my tip of the day would be to make the French men go away. <laughs> no, no, that's room for you, brothers. That's room for you, mon frere. Um, oh, no. uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. Tip of the day. Um... I've written, I wrote, wrote one down, but I, I can't remember what it was. I just think I'm so blown away by you talking about She Recovers. I think mm. maybe it would be to keep keep that open mind because you've made me think about the wider sense of what recovery means. Mm. And, and I think it is nice to have that, not nice is a crap word, but say important to keep an open mind and to evolve and to be inclusive and I think that's a brilliant way they've done a, have a brilliant way of doing that yeah so reasons to love sober oh pr- pride proud I've never felt so proud to be a sober woman yeah <laughs> I'm sorry it's really making me laugh the fact that we're having this really intensely female episode and it's getting shat on by this French man no, <laughs> oh, no, so, no 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 I'm joking it's really it's nice that he's left it to the end to have the phone call or whatever it is <laughs> I think that's very respectful um <laughs> Yeah. I am in his house. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. It's <laughs> reasons to love sober for me is oh, I don't know, just the learning. Did you say learning last week? Mm, possibly. Yeah, and oh, well, I've learned loads today hearing mm. about hearing about all of this, and it just sounds absolutely amazing. And you know, and who knows? I, I, I think that kind of you don't know. You start this process, and at the beginning, it just feels like. I'm stopping drinking and you kind of can't see beyond that yeah and it's like but what that does that stopping engaging with something addictive poisonous depressive that is stopping you connecting with yourself well that's not that doesn't end there I haven't come this far to just come that far then then what happens then what happens and it's all of this it's like who would have you wouldn't have known a year ago you'd have just met all these amazing people and you're amazing too they'd have had the opportunity to meet you i mean my god (laughs) do you know what i mean so it's like i did meet a couple of people that listened to the podcast (laughs) (laughs) someone listens yeah that was really nice okay um yeah, I mean, who would have thought? Who would have exactly? Thought? It's wonderful. And it yeah. just keeps growing. And this is like the beginning, isn't it? This is just mm. like, yeah, all right then. Well, look, okay. in the meantime, um, have a, we're going to go now, aren't we? And have a yeah. great week. And um, if you're concerned about your drinking, we talked about drinkaware.co.uk last week and just but there's some good resources on there and ways to go and agencies of support that could help you and, yeah. and obviously your GP and just kind of reach out if you're immediately concerned and get some support and um, yeah see you next week for more chat thank you Mandy yeah, that was thank amazingly you. inspiring I'm so, so proud of you <laughs> thank okay. you bye love, love. bye <laughs>